Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
can do better put your hands together for them one more time amen are you ready for the word of god do you have your bibles ipads notebooks chai pad that's ipad from china you know let's pray over the offering let's bow our heads father we thank you for the opportunity we have to bring money to your house to support the upkeep of your house it's a privilege and honor for us to do so we pray that everybody who gave will be blessed may the offering return unto them a thousandfold in jesus name and we pray that these monies will be sanctified amen well why don't you be on your feet and let's welcome reverend to the pulpit to your God reigns. Your God reigns. Your God reigns. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Amen. It was so funny. The way charismatics introduced their pastors. Oh God. I said it five minutes. In 15 minutes introduction. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church today? Are you ready to learn some verses? Always. Look, always learn the word of God. Hallelujah. And what shall be taken away? And what shall be left? Why do you want it to happen to you? Why do you want to be left? Are you hearing me? So once it's in the Bible, it will happen. Do you understand? But it should not happen to you. That prophecy should not happen to you. Hallelujah. And the Bible says a prophet is that honor. But in his own country. Among his own king. You see, but... Anything about me has happened. 
but it should not happen to you. That is why we must learn to honor our prophets. Hallelujah. So we are getting ready for honor your prophets in about uh, 25 days from now. So that this thing does not happen. Because there's so many, you know, there's so many prophecies in the Bible. What should happen? Because Jesus said, he said, many shall say in my name, Lord, Lord, in your name we did miracles. In your name we prophesied. He said, depart from me. That prophecy will Bahamas happen. On the last day, some people will be sure. God will say, I don't know you. But it should not happen to you. Say, God forbid. Say, God forbid. Say, God forbid. Yeah, sometimes, you, sometimes when you hear, you must shout, God forbid. Hallelujah. Isn't it? Yes, you must scream, God forbid. Hallelujah. Yeah. Like another prophecy. He said to the woman, and your desire shall be towards your man, and he shall rule over you. It will come to pass. But if you are a wife, you must say, God forbid. Oh, yes! If you are a wife, you must say what? That you will marry a man who will put you down. Are you hearing me? You are looking at me. God forbid. If you are a wife, you say what? If, I think if you are a wife, you should say what? God forbid. That, because it will come to pass. Your desire. You see, because you must understand the background to the prophecy. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The background to that. You see, that thing that, that, thing that God said is a curse. And I don't know why you want to apply a curse to your life. That statement came after a curse. Before the curse, it was love. Be together. Be fruitful and multiply. So anything that makes you want to desire. Desire. You know how somebody told me? He says the curses, your desire will be your desire shall be to you shall desire to be a man or husband. Somebody explained, I believe it's true, that when you want to be the head, and that desire to become the head will bring oppression. Then sir, your desire to rule the man is what will cause him to oppress you. So you should shout. Hey, that's what I'm saying. See your desire. Because you, the normal order was that you're supposed to help. So the case is when you, instead of helping, you want to rule. You understand? You, have, you turn it around. Because the normal order was that you were supposed to submit. So that he will, so that he will, he will, he will love you. But when you are under a case, instead of submitting, you will, you will desire to be like him. And that will generate oppression. Let me preach my message, I beg you. <laughs> Honor your prophet. Amen. All right. So, we're still continuing. Like I said, last week we had a very powerful camp. Amen. No, two, two Sundays. It was too powerful. Amen. And I just want to say that um, you did very well. But those of, you, those of us who pledge, let your year be year. Let your nobility. If you pledge, try and settle your pledge latest by today. Amen. 
Good. But don't forget your pledge because it's a fool who makes a vow and does not honor. Hallelujah. So we are back to the mysteries of God. It's mysterious. Amen. The will of God. I'm talking about the mystery. God is mysterious. Amen. And there are so many, so, so many mysteries in God. Hallelujah. Luke 8, chapter 10. And after that, we look at Luke 8, 10. And he said, Unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Matthew 13, 11. Matthew 13, 11. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given to you know, it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it is not given. Amen. So we learn that, look, when it comes to serving God, the things of God, they are mysteries. Hallelujah. Yes, they, they, that it is not available to the casual browser. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. Most people out there don't think they know God, but they don't know God. Amen. There are mysteries in the kingdom. See, and your life is pushed forward when you know the mystery. Hallelujah. Because the mystery talks about the secrets. Something divine. Sometimes, someone, uh, why are you so interested in this person? Because you know something about this person that other people don't know. Are you hearing me? It's a mystery. It's totally mysterious. Uh, why are you so interested in this church? Because you know something about this church that other people don't know. Why are you so interested in this job? Because there's something about this job that, are you hearing me? It's a mystery. The mystery of the kingdom. Serving God. Because people have always questioned, why are you in church every Sunday? Why are you in church every Sunday? Why are you in church every Sunday? Why do you? But you see, they don't understand the mystery. God has opened your eyes for you to see the benefits of being in church. Because it has not been opened to them. That is why, you know, one of the most painful things is when you see someone who is destroying his life and still cannot see. Sometimes it baffles your mind. Can't this person see that he's just going down the drain? It is so clear to you, but it's blind to him. And the difference is because your eyes have been opened. Their eyes have not been opened. Hallelujah. So you are blessed when mysteries are revealed to you. Amen. So, uh, so we talk about a few mysteries. The mystery of what? Mystery of inclusion. Do you remember you've forgotten? The mystery of what? Inclusion. Then after that, the mystery of what? Godliness, right? That being God, I mean, it is, it, is, it is blessed to be a godly. Hallelujah. And, and, and I preach about the mystery of godliness. Just, that, that, just being a godly person has a lot of profit in it. Hallelujah. But most people don't know. A lot of people don't know. So they keep wasting their life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah, the mystery of godliness, the mystery of inclusion. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, um, we all have mysteries. See, we all have mysteries. A mystery is simply divine like a secret or a divine secret. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
We all have mysteries. We all have secrets. There's something about you that somebody doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If your neighbor only knew something about you, you would not be sitting with you on the same row. <laughs> some of you, if the person next to you knows who you, some things about you, you will say, excuse me, let me move to the back. <laughs> Thank God they don't know. Are you hearing me? You have your own mystery. There is something about you that we don't know. So, you are sitting there holy and pure. It's a mystery. I said, it's a mystery. Yeah. Hey, care about you. Something I don't know. And, 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 and in the reverse, there is something also about you that they don't know because if they know, they will force to be your friend. Yeah. If you are to reveal to who you really are, they will like you. Amen. Amen. No, you, for all, you see, if they, if they really know who you are, they will pay to be your friend. If they had an idea, your bank balance. <laughs> if they had an idea, your bank balance, they will be calling you every day. It's a mystery. So not every mystery is bad. Some mysteries are good. If you really know the person next to you, you will beg that look. If they know the anointing you carry, they will want to be your friend. Because a mystery is a password. It's a secret. I mean, some of you, if, I mean, if you know even the mystery of my bank account, you'll be happy. If I give, if I give you the mystery of my ATM card, should I give it to you? My pin code. You want to know my happy ATM code? You want to know it now? All right. Two, two, two. <laughs> two, two, two. Two, 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 your face. <laughs> you want to know? It's a mystery. That is why nobody knows your password. It's a mystery. Some of husbands, it your password to your phone. It's a mystery to your wife. <laughs> It's a total mystery. Up to today, she doesn't know your password. You, you, you are like James Bond. The passcode to the phone is a total mystery. Complex. Even when you give it to her, ah, you change it again. <laughs> I'm preaching. I mean, you ask yourself that. How come she... D- you know her password. You can check something on her phone. But how can he, she cannot check anything on your phone? Even when the phone is okay, what's the, the phone is okay. So, can I ask, what's the passcode? Uh, 6552. Okay, then you enter 6552. As soon as you know, she knows. Now, the next time. <laughs> Password change. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery. I don't want to be in trouble. I, I want to, if, I, if I really want to be in trouble, I'll ask all some of you know your husband's I don't want to be in trouble. I don't want to bring trouble at home. But if I really want trouble, I'll ask how many wives here knows their husband's passcode to their phone. <laughs> I, I don't want to be in trouble. Yeah. The phone is more like FBI file. 
contains essential data. Essential data is in the phone. Hey, Raf, welcome from Ghana. Man! <laughs> Hallelujah! I tell you, it's a mystery. Hallelujah. Yeah. So no, some mysteries are good, some mysteries are bad. And Jesus said, blessed are your eyes. And blessed are your ears. Blessed are your eyes. Blessed are your eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, and you need for your eyes to be blessed. Oh, yeah. Pray that your eyes will be blessed so you can see. Because if your eye is blessed, you will see what you see and you will not see what you don't want to see. I'm preaching. I said, if your eyes are blessed, you will see what you need to see. And you will see what you, and you will not see what. Because, and you will not see what you have to see. Or, or what you should not see. When your eyes are blessed, you will only see the things you need to see. And the ones that you don't need to see, you will not see them. Oh yeah, you don't know that, that you, you, your eyes will be blessed. Because it's not everything that your eyes see that will help you. Blessed are your eyes. Blessed, it's not everything that your eyes will see that will help you. Some things you are better off not seeing. If David's eye was blessed that day, he would not have seen Bathsheba. Because he was, he was standing there. And his eyes saw somebody. Bathing somewhere. If only his eyes were anointed. And he, he would not. Because that was the beginning. That was one of the things that caused him a lot of wahala in his life. May your eyes be blessed. May you see what you need to see. Anything that will bring you down, may you not see it. Anything that will destroy you, may you not see it. And may your ears also be blessed. Touch me. Say, my ears are blessed. Say, my ears are blessed. Anything that will destroy my life, I will not hear it. I will hear blessings. I will hear promotion. I will hear progress. In Jesus' name. Because some things when you hear, they worry you. They will disturb you. They will really, really, really disturb you. Yeah. So you are better off not knowing. It's not everything that you desire to know. No, 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 no. Faith comes by hearing. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So tune your ears to hear things that will build your faith. Not, not, not the things that will bring you doubt. If all that is negative stories, doubt, it, it, it creates doubt. How everybody is struggling, how everybody is not getting admission to college, how everybody is not having a child, it, it will destroy you. Hallelujah. Yeah. When we were young, there was a guy whose wife was some way. You know, he was cheating on the husband. It's not, it's, it's not the time that husband cheats on wife. The reverse is also true. God forbid. Yeah. And then someone was telling this guy that, oh, I was going to report the wife to the guy. He said, I saw your wife. The guy said, I don't want to hear. He says, I don't want to hear. That's what he said. He shut the guy said, I don't want to hear. In other words, I don't want to be disturbed. Whatever you have seen, keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear. I don't need it. You may consider him to be a fool, but maybe he's a wise man. He doesn't want to trouble his heart. 
That's all. You see, it's wisdom. Sometimes you don't want to trouble your heart. I don't hear. If I hear, to trouble me. So I don't want to hear. That's what he said. You may say that he's a fool. He's a stupid man. No, no. He says, he's probably a wise man. Because he said, I don't want to hear. Because it will generate anger. It will generate frustration. It will generate bitterness, difficulty. It's going to ruin my whole day. I don't want to hear. It will bring you high blood pressure. Yeah. So it's not everything you must hear. So may your ears be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Because faith can be by hearing. You see, that is why Bishop also says, I'm saying this is maybe yeah. Bishop also you see, that's what he said. You see, that is why you must be careful the things you hear about the man of God. Because, because some things you hear about your pastor or the man of God, it can affect your faith in that person. And maybe he's a very great instrument God is going to use to bless you. But because of what we heard, which may not even be true. Whatever that somebody said does not mean it's true. And he said, he told he said that Bishop called Kenneth Hagan his father. Kenneth Hagan his father. The anointing to write books. The anointing to do everything came from that souls, came from that interaction with Papa Hagan. But can you believe that before he got into that, we went to Switzerland and he mentioned Kenneth Hagan. Some guy, there's a whole book negative about Kenneth Hagan. A, a whole document about Kenneth Hagin negative that somebody was giving it to him. And he said, you see, but he has that sort of lesson I don't want to hear. Because if he had accepted it, it would have affected him. Believe Kenneth Hagin. And can you believe the ministry that is coming out of him? Yeah, it was actually the devil. So that you would doubt the person. And when you doubt it, you cannot receive. And immediately the blessing is cut off. So, so what because it says not about say Reverend say I don't hear I don't hear I don't say I don't want to hear. Don't hear. Yeah. Don't say, hey, hey, don't open your ears. Keep it. Tell the person what about you say. Keep it to yourself, because to me he's a vessel of blessing. Don't, don't be careful. Be very very careful about it. Be very careful. Yeah. Hallelujah. If you want to talk about Bishop Black to me, I will not listen to you, number one. If you don't take care, I will hit you with my shoe. <laughs> number two. I don't. Because to me, it's a vessel of blessing. Are you hearing me? Yeah. That, kind of, that, that thing that was actually demonic. The person was going to show him the negative aspects of Kenneth Hagin. Whole book. Can you, can, you, can you imagine if you had terrible? So he said, I beg you. All these churches. Blessed are your ears. I say, Blessed are your ears. I say, Blessed are your ears. May they hear things that will promote you. Amen. So, we are still talking about the mysteries. Hallelujah. So, Jesus said, it has, it has been revealed to you. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 7. I'm talking about another mystery today. Ephesians 1 7. It says that in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Verse 8. 
wherein he had abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Good. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Having made known unto us what? I say, having made known unto us what? Dearly beloved, another mystery I want to talk about is the mystery of God's will. God's will is mysterious. And you are blessed if it's revealed to you. I say you are blessed because his will is mysterious. See, that is why nobody should try to predict God. Or for that matter, make conclusions. Because his will is mysterious. God's will. Okay? It's the mystery of his will. His plan. His purpose. It's a mystery. It's not, you see, his mystery or his plans is not as clear cut as you think. Are you hearing me? Oh, I'm preaching to Christians. Don't make the mistake at all. If you can figure out God, then he's not God. Yeah. So don't try to explain God. And, and, and it also means don't try to ascribe reasons to things you don't understand. Because his will is mysterious. His will for you is different from you. So don't draw conclusions. His will is mysterious. Yes. Don't tell me that if somebody dies young, he's not a Christian or he's not blessed. Or it's a curse. Please. Don't ex- try to explain people's death. Don't make that mistake. Oh, it must be a curse. That's why he died early. Don't be a fool. The most anointed people who lived on earth, John the Baptist, he died around 30. And the Bible says, of those born among women, there is none greater than John the Baptist. So why do you say that a 45-year-old person, when he dies, there's a curse? You don't understand it. Yes. Abraham lived over, he blessed Abraham. He blessed David with long life. They, they lived in old ages. That's also his mystery. We don't understand why he takes some early and he takes some late. We don't understand. It's a mystery. So nobody should draw conclusion. We don't. Hallelujah. His will is mysterious. So it is important for you and I always to pray thy will be done. I say pray what? I say pray what? Because his will is mysterious. Don't try to give reasons. Yeah, because I mean, I, this was, I, there's a church. There's a church in Nigeria that if you die before something, they will not bury you. Oh, yeah, they say you have no faith. They say, according to the Bible, it says three score and ten. I will satisfy you. So, any death before Lord 17, you have no faith. The pastor will not bury you. And I said that you will not have buried John the Baptist. No, Jesus Christ himself. Are you hearing me? Yeah. His will is mysterious. I say his will is mysterious. That's why it's good to pray. It is always good to pray. Amen. You have to pray. That you will know his will. Hallelujah. Having made known to you the mystery of his will. You have to pray. That his will will be done. 
His will will be done. You see, if you are in, I'm talking about what, the importance of praying that it will be done. You see, if you are in any organization or any job, to do well in it, you must understand the policies. Are you hearing me? If you don't know what is required in the company, you will think this is important, but it's not important. You must know the vision of the company. Maybe the vision of the company is to recruit 50, uh, 200 new customers. That's maybe, maybe that's company policy, that this year we must recruit 200 new customers. But because you don't know, you, you are rather focusing on rewriting documents. So every day you come with a new proposal, a new document, and you wonder why they promote you. Because you don't understand the vision. You don't know the vision, the purpose, the reason. This year our goal is to get 200 new customers. So one thing that will bring you new customers, not rewriting the old code. Are you hearing me? In the same way, God is mysterious. And therefore, if we are serving God, we must pray that we understand his will. So we can serve him well. Hallelujah. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. I wish God's... I wish... God's, God's will is not a computer. God is not a computer. Whereby you can put in data and get an outcome. Are you hearing me, church? So we must learn to do what? I say you must learn to do what? Pray what prayer? I say pray what prayer? I say pray what prayer? I say pray what prayer? You see, I'll tell you something. Another revelation that you must get. Another thing that you must understand when it comes to God. Or the plan. God has a plan. God is not planless. Okay? God has a plan. And one of the things I want you to understand when it comes to God, God's plan always involves a person and a time. I say God's plan always involves a person and a time. That's God's plan. Yes. His plan always involves a person and time. Okay? So, for those of you who did math students, Y axis is the person, X axis is the time. Some of you are lost. I said the Y is the person, the X is the time. So, at any point in time, there is a, a shifting of the person and the time. So, wherever you are at a point in time, it's, it's that. Yeah, it's always like that. God's plan always involves a person at a time. So, as God brings out his master plan for your life, it involves not only you, but time. So, in his master plan, it's okay. Uh, 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 five years ago, you'll be born in Benin. Three, uh, uh, 2010, you'll move here. Uh, six years later, you'll lose a job. Uh, five, uh, 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 two months later, you'll get this, this, uh, this will happen to you. To you. But after five years, I'll restore you here. And then in three years' time, I'll give you a new house. And then in seven years' time, I'll build you a mansion. You see, but you see, everything is calculated on his master timetable, which you don't see. 
which you don't see. So because you don't have the master plan, you don't see. In the period in which you are having the accident, you complain and you whine, but you don't know. I'm preaching. Every, he has a plan. He said, Carl, when he breaks out your fire, Carl, this is your life. I have a plotted here. 20 years ago, I'll, I'll put you here. And then five years, I'll do here. And in 10 years, I'll do this. In seven years, I'll take you up. In five years, you'll be a little bit down. But in two years, I'll turn things around. And then it's, I have it all mapped out for you. This is your life. This is your destiny. I plotted I knew before you were born. So trust me for your will and your plan. And not in the time of difficulty, don't complain. Because his master plan always involves a person and time. I say it involves what? A person. I say it involves what? So he knew, I said, Daniel, I, I will let you be born here. In two years' time, I will let some water pour upon you, but you will not die. In three years' time, I will lift you here. In four years, I will change certain things. In six years, I will bring you to America. In, uh, the, in a certain amount of time, I will let you marry a certain woman, and then you will change your destiny around. You have no idea. In fact, he, he will say that, look, uh, he, 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 he said that, oh, Maybe three years ago, I'll let you be in a relationship, but I'll break that one into nowhere, but that's not your destiny. You'll be sad, but after that, I'll take you to New York, and in New York, you meet a girl, and I'll get over. <laughs> it's a person. I say it's a person. I say it's a person. That's his plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's all there. But what, because we don't have the master plan, we react to the moment. I'm preaching. Because we don't have the master plan, we react to the moment. But if you have the master plan, you, see, that is why it is always important to pray, thy will be done. How many know this verse? Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I'm saying God has a plan. God always has a plan. How many know Jeremiah 29, 11? God is not planless. Even you have a plan, let alone God. You think you have a plan. Even you, you have your small life, you have a plan. And you think God has no plan. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know. He said that, Jean, I know. The thoughts that I thought, Jessica, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Okay? Say the Lord. Thought of peace. Thought of what? Peace. And not of what? Thought of peace and not of what? Peace. To bring you where? To bring you to where? To bring you to where? Now listen to me carefully. Let's go back to the background of this verse. You all, because you all know this one. So we quote it all the time. <laughs> let's go to the beginning. Jeremiah 29. Let's read. If I can read it. Let's start. Why, why did God say this? Jer let's start. This is what happened. Now, this, this is how it started. Now, these are the words. Or now, these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah, the prophet, sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders which were carried away captive. You don't know the story. And to the priests, and to the prophets, and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. 
You don't know the, the, the I'm giving you the background. After that, Jeconiah, the king and the queen, and the eunuchs, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem, and the carpenters and the smiths were departed from Jerusalem. By the hand of Elasa, the son of Shaphan, and Gamariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent unto Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus, so Jeremiah is writing a letter. He gave the letter to Elisha to send it. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives. <laughs> you didn't know the background to this. You quote it all the time. This is the background. Whom, whom I have caused to be carried away from Je no, no, not Nebuchadnezzar. Even though you think Nebuchadnezzar brought you, I caused you to be carried away. Time and a person. So you think you are in Babylon because Nebuchadnezzar enslaved you? No. I had a plan for you. In my plan, you're supposed to be in captive. Wow, I'm preaching. In my plan, in my master plan, on this particular day, you people were supposed to be in bondage. I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. But build ye houses and dwell in them and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. This is the message he sent them. This is the message he sent them. Build ye houses, dwell in them and plant gardens and eat of the fruit of them. Good. Take ye wives and begat sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not diminish. Hmm. And seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away, captives. And pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof ye shall have peace. In the peace of your oppressor, the person who's pushing you down, harassing you, I caused him to do that. But pray for that person, for you have your peace. I allowed it. Hallelujah. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. This one danger, because when people are in trouble and they are in bondage, they are open to all sorts of nonsense. Let him not deceive you. Let, let nobody tell you that you are not married now because your mother is a witch. Let them, let them not deceive you. Let them not tell you that you have lost this job because there is a case in your family. Let them not deceive you. I caused it. Let them not deceive you. Neither hearken to your and I like this part. Neither hearken to your dreams which you caused to be dreamed. Neither, because you see, when you are in bondage, when you are in trouble, you can think about something and go and sleep and dream about it. So, so, I had a dream that I was in an accident. Because you have, you have been thinking about accident every day. It's not God. You have caused yourself to dream the dream. When you 
are in a bad marriage, you will go and dream that all oh, your husband has left you and you are standing by the window and you are crying and the rain is beating you. And I dreamt that look, I have been left and I was in the window, I was in the rain, and the rain was beating me. The reverend, I had a dream. No, because you have caused yourself to dream that dream. Your hardships has made you, you you have been thinking about it all day. Why are you surprised you dream about it in the night? I'm preaching. You've been thinking about it all day. Are you surprised you dreamt about it in the night? So it's not every dream that is from God. Some dream, your hardships and your problems cause you to dream them. Hallelujah. Deceive you. Neither hearken to your dreams which ye cause to be dreamed. You've been thinking about this all day. I mean, I mean, you're looking at family. Your sister's not married. You're, 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 so you have been dreaming. Hey, there's a problem. So you went to sleep. And in your dream, you found out your mother, uh, an old lady has taken your womb on a tree. And when you saw the only was your mother. It's not any witch. You, you, you have been dreaming that. You have been causing your dream. Preaching to you. How can you, which you cause to be dream? For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them. Say the Lord. I have not. For this is what I'm saying. For thus said the Lord. Watch, watch this. Understand what I'm saying carefully. For thus said the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. After 70 years, after 70 years, I will come again. And I will change the situation. And then verse 11, which we all quote, for I know what I'm doing. This is the background. For I know the thoughts. I know what I'm doing. I know the thoughts. I know the plan. Say the Lord, peace. And to bring you to an So what you are going through, even though you think you are in, because what was happening? Do you know what was happening? The people were in captivity. And they were sad and depressed. That is why they wrote that song. That's why, you see, we have to understand the prophecy. As they were sitting there, things were not working out. They became depressed. And that's why they, they, the Bible said they hung the song. And they wrote, by the rivers of Babylon. That's the beginning of that song. There we sat down. And there we were. When, when we, we remember Zion. Sing it for me. By the rivers of Babylon. By the rivers this of Babylon. They were sitting there sad. This are not working. Problems. Me alone. Yeah, I've been moved from my country. I've lost my job. When we I've lost my husband. Zion. I'm sad. I'm depressed. When the wicked carried us away. That's the song. Sing it for me. Requiring of us a song. That was your problem. How can we sing the Lord's song in the strange land? What do you mean? When can I make a job? When can this do work? When can the situation change? What do you mean? I lost my husband. I lost my child. How can I sing? How can I praise God? That is the background to the song. Turn out when we remember Zion. 
the problem? What is the case? Where is the case? How come this is not working? So they enter. When can this still end? When can this still end? Oh, one problem after another. Every day is the issue after the other. Where is God? Thank you. So it was in this background that God spoke to Jeremiah that go and tell the people that even though they are in a strange land, they should build houses. Instead of sitting down and crying and weeping, they should bring build houses. They should marry wives. They should give their daughters to children. In other words, even though you are going through a difficult situation, I know what I'm doing. So instead of being sad, happy, happy, live your life, continue because I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. So build houses. Give your children wives. Settle in the place. Instead of throwing your hands in the air and complaining because it is no accident. I know what I'm doing. And I promise you after 70 years, I will come and visit you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. But I think that most of us, that's what I'm saying. That's the background. Go say, listen to me. In the midst of your difficulty, I want you to live your life. Amen. Okay, build houses, marry. In other words, don't put your life on pause. Don't suspend. Don't be, look, live your life. Amen. Tell your neighbor, live your life. Live your life. Yes. Still be happy. Still be happy. Yes. Um, you are not married after this point, but still do your makeup. Amen. Wear your shoe. From time to time, go to a restaurant and be happy by yourself. Because I know what I'm doing. 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 Because it is not without a person. I know the plan that I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. And, and to bring you to an expected end. In other words, I, at the end of, when you read the end of the curve, your life will be on top. So once you are at the bottom here, I don't want you to be depressed. I don't want you to be sad. I don't want you to be critical. Just be happy. Amen. That's what he's saying. That's what he was saying. This was it. Say, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what I'm doing. So don't let any prophet come and lie to you. That, mm, I goes. Please. <laughs> Please. Mm, I goes. I goes. You need an offer. Please. God says, I know. So rather it should be, thy will be done. the mood. How many, how many of us don't throw in the towel? We complain. And, it's, and the sad thing is that you put your life on pause. Look, don't put your life ever on pause. Never. 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 Stop saying that, well, you know, I haven't built any house yet because I'm waiting to marry. Please build your house. I said build your house. 
Yeah, I'm waiting. If after I get married, then please live your life. <laughs> well, if I get this job, then I'll st- please. I haven't taken any vacation yet because you know the way things are going. If I get, please live your life. Because I know. Look, I'm giving the background because all of us, in times of crisis, we have a way of putting our life on pause. That's, that's what they sing. By the rivers of Babylon. That's the song. Live your life. I'm preaching to you. Hey, Ramra, you know, please live your life. Paper does not make life. Neither does it bring blessing. There are citizens who are born here who are broke than you. Live your life. I said, live your life. I said, live your life. He said, build ye houses. Marry. Be happy. Because it is no accident. People may tell you it's accident. They prophesy to you. But I have not sent you. I know what I'm doing. God said, I know exactly what I'm doing. It is a transition. And after 70 years, I'll turn it around. Amen. I speak to somebody here. Your years of captivity is ending now. You have been captive for now, but it's ending now. Go say that by the te- by this time next year you have a testimony. Amen. I am turning it around. Amen. I am turning it around. Amen. I am turning it around. Amen. Live your life. Live your life. Yeah. Marry. Yeah. Waiting. Till like no no no. Live your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. That's what he told them. Amen. Are you here with me, church? Amen. Yeah. Because you are crying today. You see, I can tell you something. Your yesterday cry can easily become your tomorrow laughter. Somebody received that prophecy. I said, somebody received that prophecy. The thing that you cried about yesterday, tomorrow is become your laughter. Hear me? Amen. Look, sometimes it's amazing. See, sometimes we think we have plans, but God doesn't have a plan. You, your small mind, you have a plan, and God is planless. That's why he told the people, guys, guys, listen to me. I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. Step by step. It's not a mistake. Even the captivity that you are there, it wasn't the book that brought you there. I was the one who sent you there. I know the plans. Exactly what I'm doing. You see, that is why Romans says that all things work together. You see that scripture? All things work together for good. All things work together for good. All things work together for good. For them that love the Lord. All things. 
at the end of the day it will be good you see a good example of that thing is cooking cooking the individual components may not be good but when they mix together I mean for example if you want to make lice soup how do you make lice soup huh? tell me huh lice oh, okay chicken you need maggi you need salt you need ginger pepper you need what pepper you need pepper pepper what else tomatoes fresh onions have you seen you're making like soup but let's take the individual components there's ginger inside can you why don't you chew the ginger you chew the ginger you chew the pepper <laughs> onions you put the onions so the individual onions pepper ginger salt you why don't you chew the salt maggie water why don't you just drink the water? Chew the maggie. Or eat the chicken raw. Why don't you do that? But you see, even though the end and, 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 and then fire. I say you need fire. I say you need fire. Because when you miss everything, you still need fire to heat it up. So the fire may not be pleasant, but in the long, all things work together for your good. the fire. Sometimes God needs the fire. God see, see you are complaining about your, your, your life. God said, I know. I am making you a nice light soup. Therefore, I have to give you some pepper to chew. This boyfriend of yours is a pepper. Like, chew him like that. <laughs> chew him. This job is a sword. But I know what I'm doing. You need the fire. Fire. You see, I'm giving you, you see, all this one together. You need fire. And then time. Time. If you know how to cook, it takes time. You must boil at a certain time. It, it, you cannot put in the pepper and the onion, everything in the fire. Boom. Slice soup. No! You need to cook. I don't know. I'm sure you don't know how to make soup. You don't know how to make it. <laughs> the way you are looking at me. You have to let it cook. So, so there, there's an element of time in all things work together for good. For I know the plus. I'm not clueless. Hallelujah. Amen. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Because you can, you can also say, well, after all, let me chew the onion. Let me chew the pepper. Let me eat the chicken. Let me eat the garlic. Go and sit in the bubble bath. Turn the water hot. I'll get lunch. No. Hallelujah. Church, are you hearing me? Yep. So it's time we learn to trust God. Trust Him. And don't believe the false prophecies and the lies. I know what I'm doing. Are you hearing me? I know exactly what I'm doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. That is why he says, you see, that is why he says that in his own time, my goodness. You see, this is, like, this is another aspect that you have to learn. We're talking about the will of God. Ecclesiastes 3.11. Listen to this scripture. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes. God has made every. No, give me the King James. He had made everything beautiful in his. He has made everything beautiful where? 
Everything beautiful where? Minister. Did he say your time? It is not according to your timetable. It's according to his timetable. He makes all things beautiful. Not in your time, but in his time. His time. Not your time. And I thank God that it is according to his time and not your time. Because if it's according to your time, you'll be destroyed. Yeah. Certain prosperity and certain blessing will destroy you. Sometimes God has to make you mature a little bit. Because if he gives you that, you'll be destroyed. So it has to be according to his time. If, if, if it was according to your time, if God was to make you a millionaire at 25, you'll become a drug addict. You will become a drug addict. You all over those. If God, the million dollars that he's going to, if he, he gave it to you at 25, it will destroy you. You will become a crackhead. So he has to wait till you about 45, 50, then he released the million to you. May somebody receive that blessing. Amen. May I receive that blessing. Amen. So it's not according to your time. It, look, it was me, 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 me. Okay, sorry, it was me. Who told a certain lady in New Church? I said, I'm glad you are not married. He said, Reverend, you don't like me. I said, hey, the way you were, if you marry now, it will destroy you. I told her. She was surprised. He said, Reverend, what? I said, you. Your mouth, your attitude. If you marry now, you will be so rude, it will destroy you. So, it will not be beautiful. So you, I told you, you are not ready for marriage at all. You, something has to humble you. I told her, because the way she carried herself, even when she's talking, to the, she was a fellowship shepherd. You know, when you're talking to the brothers, I say, cool down, lady. Cool down. Take your time. Take your time. And after going through one, two, or three things in life, that humbled her. I say, now you are ready. <laughs> yeah. Some of you, if you married early, you have left your husband. Yeah. So in his time, you will destroy yourself because it will generate pride in you. That's why I said, guys, I have a plan for you, but I'm putting you through 70 years in Babylon to sit and be humble, so that when you come to the city, you will know how to worship me and serve me. Amen. But all that I am telling you not to do is that in that state, don't be depressed. Don't put your life on hold. Don't be depressed. Still do what you have to do. Because all this thing is a season. I can promise you that after the 70 years, some of you, it is 15 years and it's coming to an end. Somebody, it is two years, it's coming to an end. Somebody, it's five years, it's coming to an end. Somebody, you have two more years to go. But please, don't be depressed. Continue living your life. And God, stand up to your feet and let's go. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That is why you have to pray. Hallelujah. You see, so, so you have to pray for His will. Always pray for His will. Trust Him. That will be done. Shepherd of my soul. Shepherd of my soul. I give you full control Wherever you may lead I will follow Hold it, see? You're going to sing I'll tell you something Carefully He has a plan 
The plan has a time. It's a time to wait. The problem is, and he says that in the interim, live your life. But sometimes the waiting period is difficult. Sometimes the pain is difficult. Are you hearing me? So instead of complaining and whining, I will show you a prayer to pray. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah 40, 28. Isaiah 40, 28. Quickly. It says, Isaiah 40, 40, 40, not 40. 40. Isaiah 40, 28. 40, 40, 40. You don't get my accent? <laughs> 40, please. Do you know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. God does not get tired. You get tired, but God does not get tired. His understanding is inscrutable. King James, please, brother, what points are you giving me? Who's at the back? King James, you are giving me an answer. Okay. His understanding. There's no section of his understanding. 29. Listen. He gave it power to the faint. He does what? What does he do? Because he knows that in the waiting period we can faint. So rather pray for power to sustain me. Amen. And to them that have no might, he increased strength. Yes, Reverend, Lord, I heard what you preach. There is a time of captivity. His will is mysterious, but now I'm in pain. So instead of throwing at God, give me the power to be to Like, to them that have no might, he, he increases strength. And God can sustain you. Let me tell you something. No matter the transition, God can sustain you. Amen. If, God does not get tired. So once you believe that there is a plan and that his will is a good will for you Amen. and you know that this is a transition, you will be happy. And even when things are tough, you will pray that Lord, give me power. Amen. Give me power. Amen. Give me power. Amen. Let me not fall by the roadside. Yes, this thing is challenging. This thing is challenging. This marriage is challenging. This job is challenging. This business is challenging. This visa is challenging. But Lord, I know that in the end, it will turn out for my good. But now, give me power so I don't feel. He give it power. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sing, shepherd of my soul. Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may lead.
about to throw him. May you give him strength. May you give us strength. For we know that at the end it will speak better. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You are here this afternoon. You are not born again. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? This afternoon, you came to church. You heard a message about God, His will, His plans that are unsearchable. But one thing that He made clear is that except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom. Greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life. This Sunday afternoon, my brother and my sister, Christianity is not a jargon, it's a lifestyle. It's a relationship. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you know, it comes to a point you might say, that, I, I want to be a Christian. I want to be born again. You know, j- j- just decide and look from today, I want to change. I want to go to heaven when I die. Even if nothing bad happens to me, I want to be changed. And it comes by a simple process. You must believe in God. You must accept that you are a sinner must accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior when you do these things you will be saved it is so important yet very simple so with every eye closed and every head bowed I know most of us here are saved but if there's one or two who are not saved today this is your chance there is room at the cross for you there is room most people here are born again I know but for those who are not sure please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you you want to make sure you want to make sure you want to make sure please let your hand go above your head just make sure salvation salvation just make sure thank you Holy Spirit Father we thank you for salvation thank you for the multitudes that have accepted the blood Father even though as we have been saved I pray Give us a hunger to see other people being saved. May we not be content with our salvation, but may we reach out to the lost world and bring more into the kingdom. May we not be satisfied with being saved. May we see others also being saved. Let this church be a soul-winning church to bring you happiness. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. We hope that you've been blessed. 
Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.